Denver Ad School is filled with passionate creatives from all different backgrounds. In this episode, I speak with copywriter Haley Lyons. Haley is a fellow Midwesterner, and as a native Chicagoan, she sets the record straight regarding Chicago-style pizza, and shares what it was like growing up as a theater kid. My name is Jeff Ullery, and this is Journey to Add. always really liked it since I was little and I love being spooky and I loved all the Halloween movies and dressing up. I kind of like saying too Halloween's great because it's like one of those holidays where you don't it doesn't matter if you're like poor or like anything like I would wear like the same costume that I just like threw together out Mm -hmm. of my closet every year and that would be fine and like go to the nice rich neighborhoods and get the good candy and shit so (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just, I've just always loved it. Do you have a favorite costume from when you were growing up? <sighs> from when I was growing, I think some of my best costumes are in the last like eight years okay. of my life. Fair enough. I mean, we're, we're all still growing up a little bit, right? We're, yeah, not, we're I, not fully adult. I, I've had my costume for this year planned for a oh, while. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I don't know. One of my favorites, I was Guy Fieri. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, my boyfriend was a cheeseburger. Um, yeah. My freshman year of college, I was a tourist, which was fun because I borrowed like a, like one of those bro Hawaiian shirts or whatever from this guy on my floor and like had like, you know, mom jean shorts and everything and like a big map and like camera and everything. And I kept going around like asking people where I was, um, (laughs) which was cool. And then one year I threw together a bunch of stuff and I went as an all you can eat buffet. I had like a, a pizza tapestry and turkey hat, and I was working at a restaurant at the time, so I like okay. got, I stole a bunch of bread and like made made a necklace out of it, and then like taped yeah. forks, forks to myself. So that was cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Haley, where are you from? I am from uh, I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Chicago, so okay, it's easier to tell people. I'm from Chicago. I spent most of my growing up years there. Yeah. Okay. Um, were you kind of like in the burbs or were you No, I was in the, the city. city. I was, I okay. grew up in like Lincoln Park area, so. Okay. I feel like so few people that I know yeah. from Chicago yep. are actually from Chicago. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> I have, I mean, because a lot of people from Chicago move out to Colorado, I've found in the last like seven years that I've lived here. Okay. And in like working in a restaurant and whatnot, I've asked people who say they're from Chicago, oh, you know, what neighborhood, and they'll say some suburb that I've never even heard of, <laughs> which is fine. If I if I lived in the suburbs, I'd probably say I lived in Chicago, but... Yeah, fair enough. Yes. What, uh, what sorts of things did you like to do in Chicago? What was it like growing up in Chicago? It's really interesting growing up, because I feel like I watch a lot of movies of people, like, growing up in, like, small towns, and, like, people would, like, go to each other's houses or, like, hang out driving in their car and whatnot, but it's, like... Most of my friends did not have cars Yeah. Um, in the city. So during the summer when it was nice, we'd spend time at the beach a lot, like Michigan. Okay. Um, like in high school, we'd go there and drink alcohol <sighs> underage on the beach. That was a blast. Scandalous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've spent time in Chicago. Yeah, so, so I'm from St. Louis, and so yeah. I've done like weekend trips a bunch to Chicago, yeah. and I have friends that are there right now, so I've visited there yeah. i think this year's the first time i haven't been there like multiple times in a year yeah so. me, oh, me too <laughs> yeah that's fair um, 
I'm, I don't know if you've been there during the winter, but it is brutal. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. winter months are weird. I mean, I've spent times, like, hanging out with people in, like, stairwells of, like, <laughs> grocery store buildings. Yeah. <laughs> um, find a lot of creative ways to, to have fun, I feel like, growing up mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, especially, like, so when it is that cold in the winter and everything, are people spending most of their time inside do people still go out to like kind of do things like kind of how is that like as a as a kid yeah I mean I think I think I've roughed it a lot of times in (laughs) Chicago I mean every day for school like I'd take the train and or train and or bus to get there so I mean whether we liked it or not we'd have to spend a lot of time outside and commuting which looking back I don't know how I did that because like when it gets below 20 degrees here I'm definitely like a little bitch about it (laughs) but I mean yeah people we spend time outside we just bundled up and we'd be cold and we would just deal with it yeah go to each other's houses when we could and hang out there and hang out in restaurants hang out and like I said stairwells yeah (laughs) weird shit (laughs) if if someone had a car Uh I feel like that was like so cool like, anytime we'd, like, hang out and go cruise in the car was just, like, the best because it wasn't okay. a normal thing because everyone commuted. and Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I enjoy Chicago. For me, it was always a cool place to visit. Mm-hmm. But I think partly because of the winter, but also just because of the size of it. I never really wanted to live there. Never had a strong desire to, like, yeah. spend an extended period of mm-hmm. time there. Yeah. Did you say you had, you had some family out there? Or why would you go visit? So, like... My family loved to do road trips, like, growing up, so, like, we would just occasionally do, like, a weekend trip up to Chicago just to, like, get away, or we did a lot of family vacations up in Michigan on the western side, and so we, like, Chicago was a good, Mm -hmm. like, stopping point. We would stop to get, like, deep dish pizza for lunch or, like, something like that, Um, which I know is controversial with some people, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) want to talk about pizza. That's a (laughs) good topic. Um, But, no, but first, I mean... I could definitely understand, like, not wanting to live in Chicago, but it is a great place to visit, mm-hmm. for sure, especially over the summer. It gets hot and humid, but yeah. it's beautiful. There's so much to do. There's, like, always a, you know, art festival, street fair, yeah. every day in the summer. It's, that's, it's awesome. <laughs> that's definitely what I felt, too. Like, when I've gone up to visit a good friend of mine up there in kind of the last couple of years when he's been there. Like, there's always been, like, a, a beer festival or an art festival or something. Mm-hmm. And I also love going to museums. So, like, going yeah. and checking out, like, the Field Museum or the Shedd Aquarium or, like, we the... great museums um, there, yeah. The art museum is fantastic there. So, yeah. So, I always... I've always enjoyed visiting, but I think it's just always been a little too mm-hmm. busy for me. A little too yeah. big for me. I don't know. Me. Maybe you should move there. I, see, yeah, I could <laughs> see you as a Chicago guy. <laughs> Um, I don't think my girlfriend would like that, but thank fair, you. Fair. I appreciate it. <laughs> don't move to Chicago. <laughs> okay, okay. For yeah. everyone listening, that's been clarified. <laughs> well, since we brought it up, pizza. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chicago pizza. It's very controversial. Some people are like, there's no way in hell that's pizza. Uh, yeah. How um, do you feel about it? Well, I will say, you know, true Chicago style pizza, it's thin crust. Tavern style is what mm. what they call it, what we call it, I don't know. Square cut, that's like the big factor okay. of what makes it Chicago style pizza. I, like, a lot of people I feel like are a little pretentious about 
about it. Yeah. Um, being, you know, like, you can only go to this spot for pizza. Only this qualifies as Chicago pizza. Like, this is the best pizza. Sure. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, this is the true one. Yeah. Like, there's, like, the, the Giordano's lovers. There's the Lou <laughs> Malnati's lo- lovers yeah. and all that. I, I mean, I like deep dish, too. Like, I, you know, for me, it's like, if I want pizza, I don't think of deep dish. If I want deep dish, it's because I want deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. But people complain about it because it's, like... A pie full of, it's just like bready and full of cheese, but yeah. I do not discriminate against the pizza. I will eat any pizza, and it's good. <laughs> right? No, I mean, like, it's it's a bunch of cheesy, meaty, vegetable-y, like, doughy deliciousness. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how you can complain about that, but... But yeah, people are very, like, <laughs> territorial mm-hmm. with with their, like, food, with their... Regional food. I yeah. imagine it's how people are in like Philly with Philly cheesesteaks. I don't know that mm. for sure. I've never been there, but I've never been to Philly either. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd be very curious. Like if people are as defensive mm-hmm. about their foods, yeah, or like maybe part of that is like a Chicago thing. Yeah, there's definitely an attitude in Chicago, and I I've carried it with me of like, oh, that's a Chicago thing. <laughs> my boyfriend has given me shit so many times because I'll have a conversation with someone and like sometimes it is really specific things that only like if you grew up in Chicago you understand but yeah. I'll, I'll sometimes I admit say something that like is a universal truth and I'll be like oh that's a Chicago thing <gasps> oh well I grew up in Chicago so so you know only I know that or like <laughs> something you're like you know oh you know it snows sometimes when it's cold <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's a Chicago thing. That's, okay. I feel like that's actually a very specific thing. I feel like everyone in every town says, oh, you know, our weather. It's yeah. so bipolar. <laughs> Only in Colorado can you get four seasons in one day. And right. Like, every, everywhere I've been, I've heard someone say that. Yeah. No, I feel like that too. Like growing up in the Midwest, like I experienced like all the seasons in one day plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. I think... Yes. <laughs> It's maybe this, the magnitude of it I noticed more yeah. so since moving to Colorado, like in terms of like the severity of like difference. Yeah. But still, it's like, yeah. we- weather happens everywhere, believe it or not. Yeah, and it can be sporadic everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, Colorado is the one place where I've seen it hail this many times. Like, mm. I feel like there's a, at least one pretty decent hailstorm every like may or so yeah i guess your chicago is a little further north and you probably yeah. have the lakes that doesn't really hail doesn't really come into play a whole no. lot i mean we get you know we get the rain we get the snow we get the that awful freezing rain yeah snow sleet whatever but yeah i feel like i've experienced more hailstorms in colorado than i have anywhere else but then meanwhile there's like a rainbow in the back <laughs> the shining it's it's really cool i mean yeah. i will say yeah colorado weather is pretty it is. It hits different. Yeah. As no, they say. <laughs> I agree for sure. As you were growing up in Chicago, like whether you in school or not, like what sort of things like held your interest? What sort of like hobbies and yeah. creative pursuits did you have? Well, I always liked writing and I always liked art. Um, I actually though was a, a theater kid growing up Oh, in Chicago. Okay. Not in school. I did theater outside of school at a place called Looking Glass Theater. Okay. It was really cool. Uh, one of the founders, actually, is David Schwimmer. You might know as Ross from Friends. Sure. So that was cool. I got to meet him a few times okay. as a kid. 
you know, Ross, if you're listening, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> remember me? No. I feel um, like Chicago's a great theater. It is. Town. Yes. You know, Second City, Steppenwolf, like, and Looking Glass is a great theater as well. Yeah, that definitely was good because that was an interest I had, obviously. How'd you get into that? I just, I don't know. I was always just like artistic, I guess, and mm-hmm. like to create and, and do things and like, I feel like maybe it started like I was always like a good like reader in class, which sounds silly, but it's a skill as a, you know, as a kid, that's kind of one of those things that you can tell is like, oh, they might be good on stage. And then I definitely, my parents definitely were like, they pushed me and wanted me to to do that kind of stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. But yeah, so I did, did a lot of theater outside of school. That was really fun. Over the summers, I spent a lot of time at summer camp. I go to Ohio every year and. Um, went to camp as a kid, and then okay. when I was a teenager, I was a counselor, which is cool. So I worked all summer when I was, nice. you know, 15, 16, 17. Was that like a, like a wilderness, like outdoor camp type thing, or? It was just a general everything camp. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we did a lot of wilderness outdoor stuff, but um, slept in cabins at night, and okay. during the day would, you know, do an array of activities. But one of the cool things about it, which kind of paired with my theater stuff, is that we would do... Like, every week had, like, a theme. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesdays, there was the big game day. <laughs> I know, it sounds, it sounds kind of nerdy, doesn't it? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Just wait, buckle in. Um, yeah, like, we had Harry Potter day. Harry Heck Potter week. yeah. So, as the counselors, we'd have to, like, pick the characters we would dress up as. Mm-hmm. And then for the game, like, go as those characters. And then, like, the kids would have, you know, these objectives and, you know, have to get, like points or whatever from you so that they could get a map and then go do the next thing it's 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 a lot yeah <laughs> to explain I, you know i was a little nerdy it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's true of a lot of creatives or at least it's true of me as well so you're in a safe place <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i was weird i was like a uh theater nerd kind of burned out a little bit <laughs> okay were you more so into like comedy or like dramatic theater were you doing like scripted improv like kind of what so, all did you get to do with that i uh did a little of everything the theater that i went to was called it was a black box theater okay so and kind of like theater in the round so basically like the audience and set was designed to kind of be ever-changing and move around and we did different like adaptations. Like the first play I ever did was an adaptation of the Odyssey. Okay. Um, I know, crazy <laughs> bunch of kids. Um, I was ten years old playing a seductress Calypso. <laughs> God, I'm unraveling a lot of things from my past that I haven't thought about in a long time. <laughs> um, but then uh, there were other things that we did that we kind of like wrote as an ensemble. We were the the young ensemble is what we were. So we did funny stuff. That was completely original. We did, you know, other things that were snippets of, like, monologues and things like that. Okay. Um, But I did always like comedy, um, and I definitely realized that more as I got older. I started really getting into into satire. Like, The Onion was always a big inspiration for me, especially as I started writing more. Okay. And, you know, have, like, a folder in my notes where I just write onion headlines, things like that. (laughs) Yeah, and then when I got to college... I, you know, I started liking it more and more. I joined an improv team. I wasn't that good. <laughs> I was good sometimes. Sure. Um, but that was a lot of fun because it was a chance to be really funny. Yeah. Um, I took a 
a sketch writing class where we did a lot of like you know SNL style like sketches that we would write and that's nice yeah that's when I like really realized like I liked writing comedy and whatnot soon thereafter I actually dropped my theater major (laughs) in college because I kind of realized you know I like doing it but it wasn't what I wanted to like do professionally and so you decided to go into writing instead of theater at that point? Yeah, or... I, uh, I started college as a, as a double major in theater and uh, English, okay. creative writing. But man, I just, I don't know. I, I, it was just a different animal doing theater in college because I just felt like I didn't really fit in much. And like, yeah, not to shit talk, but kids were a little pretentious. and. <laughs> so I, I have some theater experience yeah, where, <laughs> so actually in fourth grade, the like community around where I grew up was doing a production of uh, the musical Oliver. Ooh. And I actually was Oliver Twist. Oh my gosh. Um, it, I know. I, I can see it. I, I don't know. <laughs> even with the beard, you can see it. <laughs> Um, So I I had a little bit of theater experience there, but then I, more so, I was a musician from fourth grade through college, and then I'm kind of on the breaks right now, kind of off and on. But I would play trumpet and French horn in the orchestra pit for, like, that same community production when it came around summer to summer, and then also, like, in high school and whatnot. That's so Um, cool. I, I didn't know that. So I got to experience Hell Week. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of times, but it was nice because that was all that I was experiencing. I wasn't experiencing mm-hmm. the the months of rehearsals leading up to it. But anyway, from all that, I know that uh, theater people, believe it or not, can be a little dramatic. What? And uh, <laughs> they certainly can be like kind of clicky and kind of like pretentious. So that yeah. that doesn't shock me that that would kind of turn you off from it. Yeah, it it's it's very true. Um, also learned very fast too is like. It was kind of like either you devote your whole life to theater and you, you know, sleep, breathe, eat, drink theater or, you know, or what are you doing? <laughs> Live and die by the bard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was intense. Um, and so I realized, it, you know, I, I liked the writing a lot more. But it was interesting because, like, as, a, as an English major, a lot of it's like, you know, you take fiction writing class and um, you take, you know poetry classes which is great but mm-hmm. not actually for me like again the best class I took was a sketch writing class okay where we you know watched SNL skits and and wrote you know you learn all the different sketch styles and like runners and like mm-hmm. writing like really eccentric fun characters and yeah so I really really liked that and enjoyed that a lot and sure was it just kind of because of your interest in comedy that the sketch writing, like, you were more interested in that than, like, a fiction writing or, like, a, a poetry? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, definitely the comedy and just, like, I, I enjoyed writing what people are, like, doing in a scene and, like, mm-hmm. having them talk like real people as opposed okay. to, like, like, I just, it's so unnatural for me to write, you know... A, a long description of a character and their thought sure. and like she had long black hair and like if like if I write like that it, it sounds it doesn't sound good I feel like and I just really enjoy writing just like scenes and things like that a lot gotcha. more. It's, it's hard to explain I don't know why but <laughs> yeah no I think I can kind of relate to that so I took 
one creative writing class because I, I yeah. was an English major, but it wasn't writing focused or anything. But that class, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but it's it was very different going from like, if you're writing like a scene description mm-hmm. versus if you're trying to write realistic dialogue. Mm-hmm. But especially in like fiction too, I feel like so often like the dialogue has to be exposition as well. Yeah. Whereas like in a sketch, you can like make it kind of more realistic mm-hmm. and then play it up from there. Yeah. I feel like writing the scenes too, like you can leave stuff out. Like you can just show what's happening right then and there. You don't mm-hmm. have to like fill the reader in on more stuff that's going to happen later or about the character. Like it's just like what you see is what you get. And Yeah. Okay. So Haley decided not to continue with theater and I can't say I blame her. But fortunately for us all, she continued the extremely lucrative route of writing as an English major, and developed her comedic wit in her sketch writing class. Now we're going to take a quick ad break, but then we'll spend more time talking comedy with Haley Lyons. Are you a writer, actor, or creative in search of a spark for your creative juices? Look no further than Improv for Idiots a brand new 11-week webinar that teaches a revolutionary take on improvisational acting. Learn the secrets of improv, like the crucial tenet of no but, because your ideas are always better than your scene partner's ideas. Improv for Idiots rewards the ignorant and long-winded and encourages you to disrupt terrible scenes by entering them as an FBI agent on a drugs bust. Improv for Idiots will be available next year for 11 easy payments of $79.99. We're back with Haley, where we discuss the processes of writing comedy sketches versus collaborating with people to concept for ads, the joys of working in restaurants, and our mutual affection for a little documentary about a paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So with kind of like the sketch writing class specifically were the things you were doing kind of very much like individual or like were you regularly collaborating with other people so we would write our own like each week I remember we would have a different sketch style that we would learn about okay like one of them is like the eccentric character Mm -hmm. and the person I can think of who who does that best is like Kristen Wiig, a lot of her characters. Yeah. Where the eccentric character, you know, in a room full of normal <laughs> people and it sure. elevates the situation. But that, for example, was like, we, we would learn about that mm-hmm. one week and we'd go off on our own and we'd write scenes yeah. by ourselves. And then we'd come together in class and like basically do like table reads with everyone. Okay. Reading the scripts, which was great. And they were, you know, they were pretty short, so it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, people with uh, short attention spans like myself, <laughs> and it was nice. And um, and then we did a little improv in that class, too, Okay, which was awesome. I, I really loved doing improv a lot. It was really fun, but I was kind of hit or miss with that. It was, like, I, I was better at doing this kind of, like, one-liner jokey games, which is okay. kind of, like, a lower form, I guess, if you're a <laughs> improv connoisseur. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I get. I I have never really been able to kind of do that. I it's feel like, hard. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. When it came to like the true like test of a good improviser, mm-hmm. improver, uh, <laughs> um, that was like if you could do uh, long form scenes and like okay, you know, just like literally audience or whoever gives you uh, 
situation or a place or something mm-hmm. and you just like act out a character and go back and forth with your partner do the whole yes and things yeah what you learn in improv is yeah you always go with what your partner has said and then add to that and then run with that in the scene right and that was really hard but <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed the lighter funnier games i was good at that you mm-hmm. know <laughs> yeah no i get that for sure did you have a favorite sketch or favorite characters or anything that either you came across in that class or even from before like from SNL or any sort of improv oh, show that's a that's a good question I mean I always like writing I, I don't know if I can think of anything specific but I always like writing you know like I said like eccentric characters yeah um but one of my favorites getting back to it was writing like satirical or kind of parody stuff I really yeah. enjoyed that I wrote a like a movie trailer parody for Goodwill Hunting. I think yeah. I actually submitted it in my dad application. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> it's good enough. You're it, here. I don't. <laughs> well, among other things, so I don't know if that's what it, it was, but I still like. <laughs> I loved writing. Yeah. It, basically, so you are you familiar with Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Classic film. Um, <laughs> so you know the the original movie is he's Matt Damon's a a, a janitor. Mm-hmm. and uh at MIT right and yeah. he is actually a genius and they discover that he's a genius and he has all this potential and everything and Robin Williams is his therapist who kind of brings out his potential and this and that yeah. but the the movie trailer I wrote was for an MIT scholar who had the potential to be the world's best janitor <laughs> um, <laughs> so like you know I stole different like snippets from the movie but basically like he's like writing equations on the board and then he kind of sneaks out and he mops the floor and uh what is it jared gerald lambeau or what like the professor yeah. guy in the movie yeah, yeah he he sees the the floors and he's like oh my god who who cleaned these floors do you see how polished they are you know and his his ben, ben affleck his, affleck his brother is like you have the potential to be to be the best janitor and go out there and I pray every day that I come home and you've left this hellhole, but instead you're here being a scholar. And like, it's so stupid. But that's the kind of shit I like. That's awesome. That's so funny. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll I, I think it's funny. I don't care what anyone else thinks. <laughs> I had to pull it from the archives and yeah. <laughs> look at it. And it's like, huh. I don't know if it's good, but it's it's fun. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So Thank I, f- you. I feel like a very common question that I got asked that a lot of English majors or creative writing people get asked is, oh, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Like when you are done with school. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure you got asked that. Did you have an idea of kind of what your next step was gonna be? After college? Uh, no. And fun fact, I actually never graduated. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's maybe an important part of my journey here is I, you know, you're told like you're going to go to college and then mm-hmm. you're going to get a job. And that's just, I mean, it's true for some people, thankfully, but it's not necessarily true for a lot of people. Like, sure. I wish they would have told me that, especially going in, you know, in the beginning, theater and... <laughs> In English. No offense to everyone else, but what the fuck was I going to do? It's a real Um, powerhouse combo Yeah, like, and a lot of people said you could be a teacher, and I, you know, more power to all the people who teach. That's that's crazy that people can do that. That's a Mm -hmm. 
you know, such a hard uh, profession. I could never teach. I would never do it. I, you know, I always wanted to maybe get into comedy writing, but I, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know. Did I want to, like, move to L.A. and, like, pursue that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was in school, and then it's uh, rather expensive uh, to go to college. <laughs> True. So, um, just to clarify, I did not drop out, but, you know, I... I did stop paying, so they politely invited me to not return. And that's what happens <laughs> when you don't pay tuition. So for a while, I was working in restaurants and just okay. doing that to get by. And, you know, it started out as like, oh, I'm just doing this until I figure out my shit. And then for a while, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if if you want to work in a restaurant your whole life. I, I respect that. Like, But I, I didn't want to. I was going to go crazy if I kept working in a restaurant the rest of my life. My brother, though, he went to Chicago Portfolio School. We're, we're okay. pretty similar. He's a writer as well. Okay. Um, we have a lot of similar, um, I think, like, taste and style in writing. And I remember I went and visited, and he kind of showed me, and I was, I remember being so jealous at the time because I was like, oh my god, this is totally what I'd, I'd want to do. Like, copywriting, like, getting into advertising. It's yeah. like, actually putting creativity to, like, value, not, you know, not that writing for the sake of entertainment isn't valuable but it, it puts a good value and profession yeah to that skill it's it it is kind of maybe more applied creativity yeah which I, which i'm happy about so i remember yeah i remember thinking oh my god that's that's what i could do i want to do that i would love to like to write ads and and do creative campaigns and come up with big ideas but i wasn't really ready to move back to chicago and then I found out that Denver Ad School was Denver Ad School, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is perfect, and I applied, and so here I am. Nice. <laughs> and the other thing that's cool about that is, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to get into advertising and to, like, work at an agency, but the cool thing is, I mean, most people like yourself that are in this industry also have their other passions and hobbies yeah. outside of that, so I would love to continue to, like, write shitty stupid scenes and sketches and onion headlines and yeah and things like that and see what i can do with it it's not just stab joy doing it okay yeah <laughs> well so i guess i am kind of curious because like so i i've never had the uh pleasure the pleasure thank you <laughs> of working in a restaurant but like i feel like everyone says you need to work in a restaurant in order to like yeah. have like some like appreciation yeah. for like I mean, I think you could do, like... The customer on the other side. Yeah. I think you could work for 20 minutes and get that experience. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's really insane just how awful uh, humans can be. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be negative, but it's true. I mean, I always think, like, I wonder how my job in restaurants, how they could have gone if, like, people weren't terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely, you know, when I try to flip it positive, it's, like, it's given me some thick skin for sure. Not to mention just, like, the amount of multitasking you have to do. Like, anyone who's worked in a restaurant knows that, like, specific type of, like, panic and terror you will get when you have way too many tables, way too much going on. Like, it's it's insane. Like, looking back, I mean, I can't even imagine how I was able to, like, <laughs> do all the, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have had... People tell me I was a terrible person before. It's like never for a reason. 
Like, never for any, like, valid reason. Like, yeah. one time I was, I started out as a hostess at this restaurant that I worked at for many years. Uh, and I remember one day somebody called and they were like, oh, I need a delivery or, or something like that. And I explained, you know, we don't do, like, same day. We don't do, we didn't do deliveries for orders under, like, a hundred something dollars. Yeah. And this liter, this woman literally goes, you know, you're a real terrible person. Fuck you. <laughs> And I go, thank you, have a nice day. <laughs> I hung up the phone. Like, just shit like that. I mean. Damn. Oh, my God. That's cold. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though. Well, so, I feel like, too, this is kind of tying back to the creative side of things. But, so, I feel like a lot of times with writing, like, writers have to be, like, observant of, like, the real world and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. So, is there anything like, that you've kind of, like, pulled from your experience, like, totally. into... Okay. I mean, I, I would say just overall, just, like, a, a my point of view, dry sense of humor, yeah. definitely. Um, but, like, right now, Gabby and I are working on a campaign. We are uh, kind of trolling a little bit these, these hateful people and kind of using yeah. their own hateful words on social platforms, whether it be Yelp reviews or nice. Facebook, Twitter posts, things like that. And we're kind of clapping back a little bit and offering them this product. A lot of the stuff that I'm pulling is, um, like experience from restaurants and like the attitude that those people have when they, they dine in and sure act out as Karen's and, uh, <laughs> I don't know where this conversation went, but you know, yes, right. I've learned a lot working in restaurants and it will yeah. continue to carry through my creative endeavors and nice. <laughs> perception. That's awesome. Were you kind of during that period between like school and like coming here, were you still writing in your kind of free time or was that kind of on the back burner? It was on the back burner, unfortunately. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of lost um, sight for a while. Okay. Actually, I'm going to cry. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not. Don't worry. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I had the soul sucked out of me a little bit. Just okay. like waiting tables all day and being abused by customers. And But hey, at the, at the same time, it built a lot of character and I've learned a lot. Um, it's actually added to my sense of uh, humor. It's given me a more dry sense of humor that I can well, good. take, you know, from the trauma of uh, working in the food industry. <laughs> sure. It really is. It's... It, if anything, I was just doing, like, you know, the, the Onion headlines, mm -hmm. writing just random thoughts that would come in my head and, and my notes and parody raps. Oh, yeah. God. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> um, Do you I, feel like your interest in, like, satire and comedy and, like, The Onion specifically, has that kind of influenced, like, your writing or how you look at ads? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean... I think I've branched out a little too in, in writing, uh, advertising, like the script writing class we had, um, in our third quarter here, I kind of found I like writing things that weren't just funny, but I definitely am more attracted to like copy and to ads that have humor in them. Like I, I feel like I get, I have more respect for something that like sells a product and is also like makes you laugh and is as okay. funny as like. A joke or something you would see. Yeah. I don't know if that really answers your question, but. <laughs> it's good enough for me. I'm a little all over the place, <laughs> but you know. But yeah, I mean, I definitely try and and incorporate humor and comedy in a lot of the stuff I write. And mm -hmm. A lot of my campaigns, I tend to kind of just like 
just skew that way to sure. skew funny. I kind of naturally like gravitate towards that, but I've also learned to to branch out and write different kind of styles yeah. and. Was the process of concepting and kind of coming up with campaign ideas, did that feel alien to you or did it feel kind of natural, like just as like another extension of kind of like your writing creativity? Oh, it felt totally different. Um, Really? (laughs) Yeah. It, you know, it kind of seems like, oh, well, like you're a creative, like, and you're coming up with ideas, like that should just come naturally. But Mm -hmm. it really, I mean, it was a big shift. Like I remember my first quarter (laughs) learning about, you know, big campaign ideas and everything. And I, I don't know, it was really hard. <laughs> like yeah. I had to, I had to shift. There's a lot of specific demands and, and needs for when it comes to advertising, that's different than just making something funny or making yeah something that you like. Cause something can be funny, but it's like, does it also do the job of like living up to the brand or like, sure. selling the product? Or like, the, I feel like there's like, when I think of like, kind of messing with like the voice of a brand or something like that there are definite like comedic routes you could go with Mm -hmm. but is it still like genuine like to the brand or like yeah thinking about would they really do that yeah and there's a fine line too because i feel like i I love a lot of ideas that are oh well you've never seen this brand do something like that before and it's kind of like well that's the that's all the reason to do it do Mm -hmm. something that you would never expect this brand to do. Yeah. But there's, like I said, there's also that fine line of like, okay, but, you know, have they never done it? Or like, would this brand never do it? Like, are you yeah. still being true in some sense? Like, are you doing something that's totally off-brand and just doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing something that's new and interesting, bold, that's different than what the brand has done, but is still true to it in some sense? I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> that's what I get. Yeah, no, I think so. I want to pivot and talk about something now that is very dear to me and I know yeah. is very fun to you because I feel like in almost every class that we've had together, you've gotten me to crack at some point by making a office or parks and rec oh, reference. Gosh. And I think even like your Instagram, like it's like a, the bio might be like a, an office quote or like, well, how the turntables turn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. I had the... <laughs> I may have checked before you came on. <laughs> I had to do some Good, research. no, I love that. <laughs> so what is it about, like, the office, like, and or Parks and Rec that, like, has your interest and has, yeah. it, like, you can just, like, call up, Ooh. like, a reference like that? Uh, I will say definitely for me more office. I do. Okay. I dabble in Parks and Rec a little bit. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's really funny, but I've just always uh, love the office. I don't know. I just think it's just, like perfectly cast the writing is just so superb because it's those like really funny situations that's that are like truthful you know yeah that's like god everyone says that about comedy the best (laughs) the best stuff is stuff that's true you know but people say that about advertising too though right it's like everything's based on a human truth or brand truth so yeah i don't know if it makes me a nerd but like I'll, i'll i'll look at like all the characters and their character development is just like so great like yeah it's a funny kind of nonsense show but it actually has depth to it and not to like over analyze the office but i mean there's like a couple other podcasts that are over analyzing the office so i think we're okay i mean i really could i really could go there jeff i really could but (laughs) um at the end of the day it's a great funny show 
but I don't know. I think I think what's great is it's it's so funny, it's so genuine, but at the same time, like they have those moments that are sentimental and serious and genuine that are kind of needed to yeah. break up comedy a little bit because then you actually like care about the characters, like mm-hmm. you know. Everyone loves following Jim and Pam and their whole relationship. And, you know, even like Michael Scott, I remember the first season, they pretty much stayed true to the British version. The Ricky Gervais character there. Yeah. And then how many seasons did the British version? It was one or two seasons. I think it was two seasons and they had a Christmas special. Okay. And then they stopped. But, you know, with the American version, they kept going. So I'm like reading something and you can just see it on the show too. They, They had to make a decision to like, make michael somewhat likable likable yeah michael scott because he's pretty much unbearable and you know you hate him <laughs> like you love to hate him in the first yeah season, he's but... completely obnoxious and just like a dick about things yeah. in the first season. oh yeah totally ignorant and yeah. and he still is throughout the show don't get me wrong right but he has those likable moments where he is an actual person mm-hmm. that i could really talk about this forever i mean <laughs> i can edit don't worry <laughs> <laughs> sorry um like, there's a, a scene in season three where Pam has her um, art show. Yeah. And nobody comes except for, like, Oscar and, and his boyfriend. I can't remember. Gil? Yeah. Oscar um, and Gil show up, and Gil is like, oh, it's motel a, art. Yeah, he's such a dick about it, and Pam sees it, and she's really sad. Yeah. And Roy, you know, shows up. He's like, I liked your art <laughs> more than any of the art or whatever. Your art is the best art of uh, all the yeah, art exactly. or something like that. And then Michael Scott shows up, and he's like... This is amazing. I'm so proud of you. You know, I have to buy this and put it in the office. Yeah. And, like, that's just a moment where you're like, oh, okay. He's got some good qualities. I you know? think <laughs> something that I've enjoyed kind of, so I, I've been re-watching The Office mm-hmm. just because Always. of, you know, everything going Always. on in the world, but especially, <laughs> like, right now. And one of the things I've grown to appreciate a lot more is the Michael and Pam relationship. Yeah. I feel like, like, the first time through, kind of, like, watching it, like, I kind of, like, missed that. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. really seem, like, important. But... Yeah. That's what's great about that show. Like, it's one of those shows you always rewatch. It's so rewatchable because... Yeah. You notice those, like, moments yeah. and character relationships more so. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the writing, too, in that show is just so smart. And mm-hmm. I think it was really, really ingenious that the the creator, like went ahead and cast like mm-hmm. a bunch of the writers in roles like on the show um, yeah phyllis was like a um well she casting was like yeah she was like a person. casting person but then you had like ryan and yep. kelly, kelly Before, yeah, and toby amazing. who all were writers mm-hmm. which i thought was really smart and then even just like having the like having the actors be able to like have input for like yeah their character arcs i thought was really smart too yeah that's like recognizing you know, the different levels of creativity that everyone has and mm-hmm. how it can transcend into different areas of creativity and whatnot. But yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah. And they all having a hand in, in the writing and everything is just, I think, what made it really great. And Yeah, definitely. Oh, God, I love Office. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, it really is. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't talk about The Office anymore. We've arrived at the Ask the Host segment where Haley grills me on where I see myself after ad school, as well as my favorite whiskey and my thoughts on the food that runs through the veins of many of my Cincinnati friends. Skyline Chili. Spoiler alert, it's not real chili. I'm so bad at asking questions.
I, I kind of want to know like where where you're off to after after portfolio school. Um, mm. And if you don't know, that's okay because I don't either. But like, would you could you ever see yourself like picking up and moving and going somewhere to pursue your creative dreams or? Yeah. So. I guess the short answer is I don't think so. Sure, okay. <laughs> um, so I think for me, I I was never one who wanted to kind of like move around a ton. Sure. So I grew up in St. Louis. I went to school in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then my plan was either yeah. to stay in Cincinnati or to go back to St. Louis. I ended up going back to St. Louis okay. after finishing school. And then I kind of got the urge to both like career-wise try something new and then I also wanted to go and experience a different region of the country yeah and so the outdoors and the mountains really kind of called to me and so it was very fortuitous then that there was Denver ad school where I wanted to move and so I think kind of moving forward at least for the time being my goal is to kind of stay around here okay just because I feel like there's a lot to do outside of work and outside of school and like things that are really like great about being in Denver. Yeah. And I've only, I haven't even been here a year yet. So like, there's I kinda, so much to explore. There's so much. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I kind of want to be able to take advantage of that. And I think too, like I've, I've never been like a live to work person. Yeah. Where That's like a good mentality. Yeah, like where I want to go, like where I need to move to like a New York or an LA or Chicago to like chase down the best job to have the best career. Mm -hmm. It's always been about kind of like balancing everything, which will probably be interesting coming out of ad school as far as like work-life balance goes. But I've always kind of wanted to like experience other things and like use work as a means to kind of live and do other things. Yeah, well plus, especially like in a creative industry or career like you don't want to end up hating what you love because you're doing it too much and it's running you into the ground yeah like like absolutely like I don't I don't want to get overworked with it I don't want it to become like a bore or like just a chore to kind of get through or so stressful that you're like I literally don't want to write anymore like right yeah like I'm I'm doing this because I like writing and I want to always like writing also make money off of it which is a cool well yeah making money would be cool too (laughs) I guess that's that's a good caveat (laughs) but yeah it's like I I also I've just never had like a huge desire to like go live in New York or like live in LA like it's kind of the same thing with Chicago like I think of those three, I'd probably pick Chicago just because it's close to my family and it's like it it isn't as like it's, sprawled out necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's not as, as fast paced. It's a little yeah, fast paced, but it's it's not as fast paced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it still has some of that Midwest to it. But like even then, like that would that would be like kind of a, a sudden change for me if I decided to kind of pursue one of yeah. those big markets. I think. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, I like that. That's. I think that's something everyone should remember too is like live to live not like live to work and yeah you know I've like there's something in me that kind of wants to maybe move to New York later in life when I'm making a lot more money yeah. than I am currently <laughs> sure. but every time I think about it it's to like live in New York not to live there because I want to work at an agency and work 70 hours a week necessarily yeah, yeah. <laughs> um which is a possibility if you move to one of those cities in any in any industry or career absolutely um, 
Yeah, and I think too, it's like there's a lot of there's obviously tons of things to do in New York, tons of things to do right. in LA, but because kind of like the busyness and like the things that are there, they haven't appealed to me as much as like being in in Denver yeah. with like. Again, like having like the outdoors there. Um, I'm a big craft beer fan, so being in yeah. Denver is kind of fun for that. Oh, this is the mecca of that. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> so yeah. That's. I mean, that's good. I I admire that. <laughs> yeah. So you're a whiskey guy. I want to know what your favorite whiskey is. My favorite whiskey. Oh, geez. Do you like? Do you prefer like bourbon, Scotch, whiskey? <laughs> oh, I, I, this is a cop out answer, but it depends on what mood I'm in. Oh, um, that's fair. Okay, that's. So, uh, being, or going to school in Cincinnati, uh, I was very close to Kentucky uh-huh. and very close to like Louisville. Ooh. And so that was very fun kind of getting to go and explore, um, Kentucky, Kentucky and, <laughs> yeah. And getting to go and like check out some of the bourbon distilleries. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where my knowledge of like whiskey really took off was like going to like those distilleries yeah. and like finding out that's their cool. process and everything. But the reason I got into whiskey in the first place was because I was on a trip in the UK with my family in like summer of 2017. Mm -hmm. And we were in Edinburgh and we were on the Royal Mile and I stopped in a little whiskey shop and went up to one of the the workers there and was like, hello, I'm an American. I've tried some <laughs> bourbon, but I really don't know anything about whiskey. Can yeah. you tell me anything? And he was super nice. He went ahead and like poured me like little tasters of like four different scotches to try and like oh, wow. told me about like, you know, this one's, you know, finished in a sherry cask. So it's a little, you know, a little sweeter at the end. This one's more peaty because, you know, they, they smoked the, um, the barley longer, like something like that. And so it was, it was all just very like fascinating to me. There's an I, art to it. <laughs> yeah, like there's like there's definitely an art to a craft to it. Like even as much as like craft breweries are like a big thing, like whiskey's like a whole other like step. Yeah. Because of just how long it takes, both like the process to make it and then also the aging of it in mm-hmm. like barrels and all that. There's so many differences too. Like I cannot stand scotch. I hate scotch. Yeah. I've never tried a scotch I enjoyed like in the slightest. But I love bourbon. I enjoy bourbon. Yeah, because <laughs> bourbon I feel is like a lot more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's a little sweeter. I feel like, so to kind of give you an answer for the question, my f- like favorite just kind of like go-to like bourbon is uh, Basil Hayden's. Okay. Which uh, my my roommate in college got me a bottle of it last year, and I've kind of been going through that. Unfamiliar, but that um, sounds nice. It's a, it's <laughs> a good fancy, one. Yeah. Um, and then to uh, whenever I go home for Thanksgiving, or I guess I was home for Thanksgiving the last few years when I was living in St. Louis, um, but we go over to my cousin's for dessert after Thanksgiving, and my uncle always uh knows right when i walk in that i'm ready for some scotch and so (laughs) we we sit down and we have some scotch together and no one else in like his like family immediate family drinks it neat Uh like i do so we just kind (laughs) of you're a pro okay um yeah so um so that's also like i don't even know what it is but like that is like i think partly it's just like I know it's coming, and so I'm, like, anticipating yeah. it, and then once I get it, it's just, like, so satisfying having that scotch on that night. Jeff the Scotch Man, the Whiskey Man. Love it. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, the last and most important question I have. Oh, okay. 
So living in Cincinnati, Ohio, mm-hmm. did you enjoy Skyline Chili? <laughs> uh, I might alienate some of my friends here, except they probably already know how I feel about it. So <laughs> I so first of all, Skyline Chili's not chili. Okay. <laughs> it's I've heard that before. <laughs> it's a chili sauce. Sure. I have never necessarily had a craving for it where it's like, oh, I'm in Cincinnati. I need to get Skyline Chili. But I won't say no if, like, my friends who are locals are like, oh, like, let's grab something quick. Let's just go to Skyline. I'm like, sure. Why not? I I, I don't love it. I I think it's a great drunk food. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Late at night after you've had a few drinks and you just kind of want to, you know get a bunch of like carbs or inhale a couple conies yeah like then it's (laughs) great with chili and cheese (laughs) yeah i think for me like i I get into that too like i've i'll eat a coney but like if i'm eating anything more than that like i'm getting like a three-way or something just because like it's the hot dogs aren't good like they're like (laughs) boiled cheap hot dogs that they throw on a bun and they throw some chili and like I completely agree, but there's something about it. Like, really? for me, I feel like I have the opposite. Like, I, I kind of don't like it, but I, I've i craved it before. Really? Okay. I don't know. It's it's something weird. There's something in it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it is not good, but it is, like, <laughs> it's crave, craveable. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, it's kind of fun, I guess, but... Maybe it's like deep dish pizza. Yeah. It's full circle. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Oh, thank you for being here. It was, uh, gosh, such a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. (laughs) That wraps it up for this episode. Haley Lyons will finish at Denver Ad School after the fall 2020 quarter. I'm Jeff Hollery. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Ad.